Hello and welcome to episode three. Today I'm going to talk briefly about addiction and addictive tendencies. Um, I think it's important. I think all of us have them and I think they're widely misunderstood in this country and many other countries. So addictions, whether that's to food, vices, porn, alcohol... I'm actually going to keep alcohol and drugs specifically outside of this particular segment. So I'm talking more about addictive compulsions here and what their use is. Um, and then some some things that might not be obvious around addiction that can help. So when you find yourself spiraling or in an addictive type of cycle and you're just kind of like antsy and you can't seem to stop eating, although that one's also sensitive because it might be that you're just hungry and underfed, um, it's always useful to sit the fuck down, grab a piece of paper and pen, and just verbalize everything that might be activating your nervous system in the moment. Because any addictive tendency is typically a symptom of what's going on. And the reason that our bodies and our minds are craving whatever we find addictive is because it works. And when it works, our brain really wants it. So if you are reaching for you know, porn when you're really stressed or binging TV or all the chocolatey sweets when you're stressed. If you're able to look and find the reason that you're stressed, you might have more space and compassion for the symptom itself. Sometimes what tends to happen is that we villainize the symptom and we pour all our energy on the addictive tendency, on trying to restrain and restrict it. And the problem with that is that the trigger itself is still there, whether it's a fear and insecurity, um, a high-stress environment at work, whatever it might be, that thing is still there. So it will find other ways to manifest or it will make the urge to engage in the addictive behavior even more irresistible. So when you're finding yourself having to restrict from an activity, what can be really helpful is instead of villainizing yourself or the activity and trying to restrain, 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 which is a contraction of a response, if you're able to instead sit down and figure out how you make sense, how this symptom makes sense, how it it's logical that this would be so appealing to you considering A, B, and C is happening. Like when you just allow yourself to make sense, you're no longer struggling with the ego, with the identification of the addiction, with what that means in the wider context of, of our social conditioning. So if I have to really simplify everything I'm saying here... Um, you find yourself in an addictive loop, sit down, figure out what's being triggered. You still might have the addictive urge afterwards, after you sit down and figure it out. Make peace and make sense of yourself and then find something that feels either equally as nourishing 
or maybe not equally, but just a little bit nourishing and start filling your other tanks. And also take a look at that trigger. What can you do around that trigger so that it feels more balanced in your life? If it's a job you hate, what steps can you start taking towards either leaving that job, creating a different life for yourself, or making that job more bearable, and dare I say it, even enjoyable? Are all of these things obvious and easy? No, absolutely not. Is it worth it? Yeah, thousand percent. Um, in my personal experience with addictive tendencies, anytime that I have been focusing on like, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I end up actually doing it. And if we look at this from a cognitive behavioral perspective, or actually if we just look at it through like a neuropsychological perspective, you're basically practicing the thing, even if you're practicing it in the negative. So if you're like, I'm not going to gamble, I'm not going to gamble, you're still putting all of your energy in gambling. Whether you're telling yourself you're going to do it or not, your focus, your awareness, your energy, your all of you is going towards that subject. If you really want to turn away from something that isn't feeling resourceful, best way to do that is to legitimately switch where all of your energy is going. So the second that you feel triggered, the second that you feel that that burning urge to instead of focusing all of your energy on whether or not you're going to engage with it, to instead focus that energy, that anxiety, that angst on what could you do instead. It's hard to break an addictive trigger in the trigger. So keep that in mind as well. It's a little easier to well, it's much easier to do it when you're outside of trigger. So when you find you've regulated, when you find you feel better, sit down with yourself and figure out, okay, next time, what'll be my backup plan? Or how do I avoid getting to that state in the first place? What does my life look like currently? Does it feel balanced enough that I have sufficient outlets, um, preemptive outlets to this particular stress? So I have a lot of clients that are really high performing, multiple jobs, lots of finances that they have to manage because they work for themselves. And and by the time that we meet in our session, they're already in a triggered state. So they've already kind of activated into the negative of their resources. And in that space, it takes twice as much energy to try and figure out how to regulate than it would when you're well-rested, when you've just come out of a self-care experience or something that was really fun and exciting, you feel charged. Like in those moments, really thinking about how you can mainstream, how you can fill your life up with more of those things that light you up. Um... Sometimes, like by the time you're in the trigger, it's too late. Now you're just trying to get back to regulation, back to baseline, back to par. So again, taking the time in your life before things are triggered and shitty in order to figure out how you can up-level the quality of your daily experience pays off in the long run. If you constantly wake up and feel like your life is an overflow, then the times that feel less than ideal are going to be much easier to handle because your relationship with your daily experience is in a positive. It's in a state of of ideally peace, a state where you feel in control of the majority of your time, even when it's being devoted to, let's say, an employer. Um, Yeah, 
So, all of this to say, take some inventory around your addictive tendencies, what triggers them, who triggers them, and then figure out, and there's this really cool tool called Google, um, all the different ways that you could navigate uh, up-leveling your daily relationship with that thing. Even if you make it just a little bit better through the snacks you bring or the music or the way you interact with people or shifting your perspective around it, changing your state around your experience of it, even if you just shift it a little bit every day, you'd be surprised how much that contributes to in the long run of your perception of your own life. Well, thanks for listening. And as usual, if you feel like following more of my writing, the best place to follow that is Instagram, Jennifer Jade Maryhugh, or my website, maryhugh.com, M for Maria, E-R-R-I-H-U-E, where you can also find different ways for us to work together. I hope you guys have a great day and speak to you soon.